21, winner. Thank you very much. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Ladies and gentlemen, place your bets. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to the AV Forums Podcast, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome back to our coverage from CES in Las Vegas. And we'll start straight away with some more interviews. For real AV talk, this is the AV Podcast. So one name everybody who's in home cinema will know is THX. And I'm with Mark Tuffy. Uh, Mark, what is your role with THX and what are you doing here at the show? Yeah, I'm the uh, Director of Interactive Media, also the Video Games Director, so uh, I'm here to show people new technologies that THX is working on, uh, as well as let them know the things that we're doing in video games. So what is your big news for for, um, CES 2008? Well, THX actually has a number of of big items. Um, We've introduced a new technology called Media Director, firstly. Uh, That's a technology that is a piece of data that lives within content, so within a DVD or it could be within a video game or content from the internet. And this piece of information travels with the content as it's played and it actually allows equipment to set itself up. So it's making equipment intelligent and it allows the equipment to actually set itself up based on how the content feels it should be played. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we're showing the Razer Mako speakers, which is a special speaker set that THX has designed as well. They're quite revolutionary in in the way that they go. We're also showing a new car, um, which is a a, a Lincoln car. It's been uh, announced and it has a new 5.1 THX audio system. Um, And uh, lastly, not leastly, um, Neuro THX Surround, um, which is a, a great programme for THX. It's a new technology for video games that we're showing and displays. So there's a lot going on for THX. Now, this is one of the things I want to um, pick up on is the display side of things. A um, couple of manufacturers now come on board with uh, the THX certification. Yes, uh, we have uh, three, two announced at the show. The two announced were Panasonic and LG, uh, which is fantastic. And uh, obviously, before then, we had uh, Sharp as LCD panels and Runco previously were the first people who launched with projectors. So we're very excited to have uh, both Panasonic and LG on board. Uh, they have some fantastic uh, products that are THX certified. Really makes a big difference when a consumer is watching a piece of content they can choose the correct THX modes which shows how the content really should look when it's being played Now in December you might be surprised to learn that we uh, interviewed Thomas and Holman uh, who spent an hour with us uh, going through the history of THX and how it came about Um, so where's this certification programme going in the future then? Well, really what we've been looking at is every year as THX is in the market, you have to look at where the market is going, where is the consumer electronics going, where is the professional industry going, because we provide technologies, services and certification program for those industries. So you have to really look what's happening. I would I would say that as you look further out, um, the probably the fairly imminent end of optical media is coming. Um, you know, it may not be that after Blu-ray and HD DVD, optical media survives. Uh, the, anything that's happening with IPTV and internet downloads and things, I think will may become the future of content distribution. So THX really has to spend a lot of time not only working on the current technologies, so getting ramped up more with displays, as we've seen, doing more with uh, technology for home entertainment, but then looking beyond and saying, well, what's the next form? of content distribution how are we as consumers going to be using it and 
internally we use ourselves almost as barometers because we can tell what are the kind of products that we're interested in, what's the ways that we're experiencing content and it's a really a great way to actually look out and say where does THX need to, to really go to, to do well in the future. Now it's a, it's a strange thing, um, I'm on a THX stand, I'm speaking to a fellow Scott and the first thing we spoke about was football. Yes, and uh, so, how are you finding things with with THX and and um, it is the is the job all you thought it was going to be? Yeah, it was. I've been with THX for uh, over eight years now, so I was there when it was part of Lucasfilm. So it was a big shift. I was a uh, you know an Edinburgh boy, transported right out of university straight to Skywalker Ranch. Uh, university on a Friday, Skywalker Ranch on a Monday. So it was a big shift. Um, it, it's. It's very like uh, Scotland, uh, where I stay, where THX is. Uh, the job is, is really great fun. Um, there are things that you miss, obviously, about uh, home. You know, um, Thankfully, I have the football. Uh, the football comes at like 9 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. But um, uh, this is a great company, and it's a testament to the fact that I've been here so long. I think it's not typical of, of American workers that they're in a one particular job for a long time. They're slightly more transient than we are in Europe. Um, but there's so many new things that I've been able to be involved in since I joined THX. I started off at Lucasfilm as one of the principal digital engineers, working on professional stuff, working on home theatre stuff, then graduated on to doing more of the new media, uh, internet kind of stuff, and video game stuff. So I've touched a lot of things and been very fortunate to do that. So it's, it's been great fun. Thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, uh, CES 2008 has been very, very busy so far. All the best for the rest of the show. Thanks very much. Good to spend time with you. For up-to-the-minute AV discussion and hardware reviews, visit avforums.com. So I'm with Kristen Thompson, and we're at the DTS Entertainment Stand. Uh, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm uh, very sore feet at yes, this moment in time. <laughs> We're here to see what's new from DTS this year, so maybe you can talk us through what you're showing on your booth. Uh, sure. We actually, we've got six kiosks set up, which primarily are showing um, applications for our DTS HD Master Audio Technology, which is our, our uh, high-definition lossless audio. Um, it's bit-for-bit bit identical to the Master Soundtrack, and we have applications in for the PC, for um, Blu-ray and HD DVD, uh, AV receivers, um, as well as digital broadcast um, and gaming. And um, so basically we're, we're doing an update on, on just new products that are coming out with our uh, DTS HD Master Audio Technologies. And we're introducing this year for the first time um, DTS Surround Sensation, which is a virtual surround uh, audio technology that's applicable to portable and mobile products. Um, Basically, it's taking multi-channel content and playing it back uh, through two speakers, whether it's headphones or two actual speakers, and it's, it's doing a virtual surround um, post-processing technique. So you really, you really get the sense that um, you're, you're listening to surround sound through two speakers. So it's, it's a bit like um, your old Neo 6? Um, Neo 6 is different in that Neo 6 is taking two-channel content, stereo content, and it's actually matrixing it through a surround system, through multi-channel speakers. Um, so this is sort of take, this is taking multi-channel content and doing a surround effect through two speakers, whereas yeah. our Neo 6 is taking two-channel content and creating a, a surround effect through a multi-channel speaker setup. Now, obviously, um, Master Audio is your big product at the moment, um, bit, bit for bit yes. identical. Um, how do you see things developing over the year 
obviously there was big, a big announcement just before uh, CES, which um, has obviously gone in blue rays favour. So how right. do you see the market developing over the year for DTS and, and, and those soundtracks being available in high definition formats? Um, well, I, we introduced uh, DTS HD Master Audio at CES in 2006. And really this past year and really going into 2008, you're going to see DTS HD Master Audio, a standard format on um, most AV receivers that are coming out, ne most next generation AV receivers. We continue to be um, an option for both... Um, uh, Blu-ray and HD DVD, and we will continue to do that. You'll again, you'll start to see more and more content with DTS HD Master Audio, um, and again, also you're going to see rollout of product um, in P in PCs in particular. And we just this year, um, actually this morning, had a press conference. Uh, well, we didn't have a press conference. We have a partner a company called Extreme HD. Um, they are doing, um, they've, they're introduced digital uh, broadcast um, technology that uh, will, will um, via satellite, uh, broadcast high-definition uh, content, including uh, using DTS HD Master Audio for the audio format. So you're going to see us start to roll out into the digital arena as well. Now, if we have bit-for-bit uh, bit identical to the master, where does DTS and, and, for that matter, your competitors go in the future? Um, well, I mean, our technology is flexible, um, and it, we can actually uh, go up to over 2,000 channels of, of sound, um, uh, uh, separate channels. So, I mean, it, we're expandable wherever the market may go, um, you know, if it's an addition of uh, additional channels or what have you. We're also moving into other areas. I mean, I think you'll see that DTS HD Master Audio will continue to be um, a very strong uh, technology from us that, with more and more applications. But then there are things like DTS Surround Sensation, which we're exploring for, um, you know, the, more, the mobile and portable market and for um, areas where it's not really conducive to have a full multi-channel um, discrete system. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, I'm sorry it's so brief, but we're trying to get around the show in one day, and it's, uh, it's proving... I, believe me, I understand. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. The biggest news and the best, best, best reviews. Best reviews. Hard, tiring work. You're listening to the AV Podcast. So I guess the big story of CES 2008 had to be the HD format war. Um, and a bit of a bombshell which was dropped just before the show and I'm with Tony from the Blu-ray Disc Association Tony also works for Panasonic, is that correct? That's correct Good afternoon, um, welcome along to the AV Podcast um, it, How's the show been going for you? It's been great, uh, obviously for the reason that you just mentioned with Warner's announcement on Friday announcing exclusive support for uh, Blu-ray uh, this has been great news so it's been, uh, we've been attracting huge crowds coming down here a lot of people are aware of the announcement, and this throws a tremendous amount of support over to Blu-ray in terms of exclusivity. This now means that we will, uh, which we have been leaning against HD DVD in terms of two-to-one support during 2007, this now gives us 70% of the total content that's available from Hollywood to be exclusive on Blu-ray. This is a tremendous uh, uh, award for the Blu-ray Disc Association. So what do you think this means for the industry in general? I mean, does this mean that we now have one disc format, or do you think that 
HD DVDs not quite finished yet and we might be still at this point next year? Excellent question. I think it throws more weight over to us. Uh, definitely, that's for sure. Um, and um, it makes the consumer's choice a lot easier, I think, by saying that, okay, 70% of the software uh, available from Hollywood is available on Blu-ray. So uh, it does make the consumer a little bit more comfortable in purchasing a Blu-ray format product as opposed to the competing format. So I, I think it's a step in the right direction, uh, but we'll have to wait and see what the uh, competing camp does. Now, obviously, the, the competing camp has always uh, stressed price as, as their uh, forefront, and the price of their players is, is at the moment, I think, is one-third cheaper uh, than, than the closest Blu-ray player. Um, do you see that competing this year, that Blu-ray can compete at those price levels? Right. So our focal point is not on the price of the uh, player, but uh, what, what has happened over a period of time is, and their focal point is on price, uh, there has been a compression of suggested retail pricing from, uh, from a, a big uh, difference in pricing to a much more similar level of pricing. So that's a good thing, meaning that there's less difference between the Blu-ray pricing, uh, player uh, pricing, to the HD DVD uh, or competing format pricing. So uh, that's helping to drive Blu-ray into the homes as well. Uh, but it really comes down to content. I mean, content is the king. Uh, more availability of content, exclusivity of content. Uh, because in the end, when a consumer goes to the store and they see 70% of the content being available on Blu-ray and, and less content being available in a competing format, I think it's going to make the choice a, a lot easier for the consumer, and especially the, the type of content. We have uh, exclusivity with Disney and family software uh, titles. Uh, uh, those people that want that genre, uh, it's only exclusively available on, on Blu-ray. Okay, so if a, a general member of the public who's not as uh, maybe as advanced with technology as, as our core group of listeners are, listening to this program um, this week and they're listening to what you're saying about Blu-ray, why should they buy into Blu-ray and not into HD DVD? Okay, so very simply stated, uh, Blu-ray is the best format. We have the, the most capacity, the higher data transfer rate the widest range of, of content availability in terms of exclusivity. Um, and uh, so those are some of the uh, initial reasons um, why uh, people should be buying Blu-ray disc uh, as opposed to uh, the competing format. I'm going to hit you below the belt here. Is the war over? Ah, another good question. Well, we'll have to wait and see what HD DVD does, the competing format. Um, uh, they haven't uh, well, they canceled their press conference. Uh, they're retrenching or rethinking their position. So we'll have to wait and see what, the, what, what, what they do next. But um, we feel very confident that Blu-ray is the, the best format. It provides the best picture quality, best picture and sound. It is the, uh, the ultimate in high-definition experience for the home. And, uh, again, with Warner's announcement, throwing additional weight our way, we've been beating uh, the, the, the winning the format war over the past year um, here in the U.S. with two-to-one sales uh, over the competing format. Uh, Blue, Blue, um, the Warner uh, announcement just throws additional support. So uh, all of this is good news. Um, it makes the consumer uh, choice a lot easier, more palatable. Uh, so all of these things are, are good to help to drive the business even more so and make it more positive. Now, one of the, the most confusing things um, when it comes to Blu-ray is the profile standard. 
Can you explain what the profile standard is and um, why it needs to be updated as it does? Right. So uh, today here, uh, actually, uh, we've been shipping um, 1.1 profile, which is the picture-in-a-picture capability that's been available from uh, Panasonic, actually. Initially, I happened to work for Panasonic. Our first player shipped in in, uh, early November. Uh, In addition, uh, Sony has provided a firmware software upgrade for their PlayStation 3 in December. So that's the next level of of, uh, picture-to-picture support. And other manufacturers here at the show, at the Consumer Electronics Show, are announcing product availability for picture-to-picture. The next level after that is uh, uh, BD Live, and we're actually demonstrating here at the show um, uh, BD Live, uh, 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 both hardware and uh, a content. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, 20th Century Fox has a, a title, Alien versus Predator versus You, where we could take uh, your picture, superimpose it into the movie itself onto one of the characters. You can decide if you want to be the, uh, the Marine, the Predator, and then you can play along in the movie. So it, it opens up the world of personalizing the, uh, the movie. Uh, you could interact with other players over the Internet. So it opens up a whole new world. It really is limitless in terms of the uh, uh, creativity of the uh, Hollywood people in terms of how they implement these kinds of things. But it's the next level of interactivity available from uh, Blu-ray. Uh, these are the kinds of things that uh, you just simply can't get from our competitors. Now, some skeptics out there, especially our forum members who are early adopters and will have first-generation machines, um, does it mean that they have to upgrade to newer hardware to take advantage of BD Live and so on? Right. Um, so um, the, uh, today's uh, BD players, or the older BD players as they're called, uh, that are in the market have been shipping uh, are completely compatible with the movies that are out there. It just means that you will not be able to enjoy... Uh, any of the newer movies that have this feature, uh, whether it be the feature of picture-to-picture or the feature of BD Live. But the movie will still play back on your older player, obviously. So to get the benefits of the new features of picture-in-a-picture or BD Live, for that matter, which is, again, uh, something that's new, uh, you need to obviously upgrade your player, uh, purchase a new player, uh, and of course uh, purchase one of the newer products. So not all of the titles would provide these capabilities of picture-in-a-picture or um, uh, BD Live. Uh, it, it is up to the studios in terms of um, uh, how quickly they want to implement this capability into their product. So um, we're not obsoleting the old product. Uh, you can still view the movie in a linear fashion and enjoy it quite nicely. And if you want to enjoy the benefits of some of these newer features, yes, you need to either upgrade your players uh, through firmware upgrades in some cases that are provided and in other cases uh, uh, need to uh, purchase a, a newer product. With uh, obviously standalone players being an important part of the business for, for Blu-ray, how important has the PS3 been in, in getting you to the stage where you are now? Uh, PS3 has been an important part of uh, promoting uh, Blu-ray because every PS3 that ships has Blu-ray built into it, so it's definitely been a part. Uh, In fact, some of the uh, surveys that we've done in the past have indicated that uh, people that own these or purchase these machines have a high degree of interest in purchasing Blu-ray software, so that's good news. Uh, It doesn't mean that they'll purchase at the rate that people uh, will purchase at the rate of buying a player, but nevertheless, uh, I think the interest is there. Uh, in using uh, a PlayStation 3 for playing back movies as well. Um, And uh, so it definitely helps to uh, drive the business um, uh, and drive the format. Tony, we could probably go on um, 
for another hour talking about this subject. It is fascinating. Uh, but I'm going to wrap up now because I know you're busy and it is busy out there on the show floor. Thank you very much for joining us and maybe we can arrange something in the future for you to come along and we'll have an hour with you next time. Okay, great. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you taking the time to stop by and uh, stop by and see the booth and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next time. Thank you. Made by enthusiasts. For enthusiasts. Wow, a free movie, thanks. This is the AV Podcast. If there's one thing we have learnt in our visit here to Las Vegas and CES 2008 is that this show is massive. Um, It would probably take you uh, at least a week to try and get around everything you want to see, and unfortunately we've only had two days to do so. Um, We've probably only hit around one-fifth of the people that we really wanted to speak to uh, here at CES and um, unfortunately it's a case of everybody wants to speak to everybody here and uh, actually securing interviews with the people that we really wanted to speak to has been quite difficult but hopefully our coverage has been acceptable to our listeners back in the UK and I hope you've enjoyed uh, what we've brought back to you um, on this occasion and stay tuned because we'll have more podcasts coming up later this month uh, where we'll discuss some of the technologies we've seen at CES. So this is Phil Hinton saying thanks for listening and we'll see you again. The AV Podcast was presented by Phil Hinton. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content including sound clips and music is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.